1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
0: What's the poster said?
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
0: make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome back in to another episode of SSPN All-Star Edition. Ethan, we got to see DeJounte Murray play in the All-Star game because of an injury replacement to Draymond Green, who ended up just doing the sideline interviews the whole time. So he was kind of there, even though he wasn't playing. Um, But I mean, we got to see some lobs to himself. We got to see some lobs from other people. We got to see him throw in between the legs passes. I mean, what a great performance from DeJounte had 27 minutes out there. Uh, I think 17 points at the end of the day yeah 17 5 and 5 that's like the most DeJounte thing ever mm-hmm. and then the other thing was too like this man first of all he's he's the first to draw free throws which is just that's like that's and actually yeah. play de- defense I mean it's just just such a typical Spurs performance it was so funny <laughs> to see him out there it was like this is the most
0: Spurs thing ever that DeJounte could do in an all-star game <laughs> I know he really got Giannis with that cross too where he drew the foul like that was pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Uh DJ was like the prime example of when you take a hooper and you put him into the Spurs system you're like, "Oh, he's not really that good." And then you take him out of the Spurs system and put him in the All-Star game and he's like, "Okay, let me show you what I can actually do." Cuz this dude balled out, man. Like I hadn't seen a lot of these like like fancy like Magic Johnson type passes like the behind the back pass to um I think it was Rudy Gobert who then finished with the 360. The alley-oop off the glass to himself, catching the alley-oop from LaMelo Ball. A weirdly good dynamic duo <laughs> with LaMelo Ball and DeJounte <laughs> yeah. Murray. Uh, maybe we can get the Ball family to come to San Antonio.
1: Sure. Yeah, that'd I doubt be it, nice. but it, they look good <laughs> together.
0: They look good together for sure.
1: Yeah, it was just cool to see him out there with everybody. Obviously, this is a Spurs show, so we're basically just like, "Hey, we actually have an All Star in this," <laughs> you know, God. pretty pretty much a desolate season. So um, it was just good to see that and to to get him like to see him make plays that will get him recognition. Like yeah. it was obviously great to see all the recognition he was getting before, but like for him to make the plays that he did in the game, uh, I think proved him being the right selection there, which was nice and kind of get to showcase everybody else watching like, Oh, DeJounte Murray is nice. He, he's nice with it, you know, because yeah. a lot of people don't get to see the Spurs. I don't think, I think zero national TV games this yeah, year. Yeah, we We're
0: supposed to have one, but mm-hmm. it got replaced. Yep. And- yep.
1: And we moved to NBA TV. Wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say something, and I – oh, yeah, he was getting a lot of recognition, surprisingly, from the broadcasters, too. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley called him the the um, best-kept secret in the NBA, and Ernie Johnson has been giving him praise for a while now, like before he got selected even. He was like – he's like one of those guys that was probably going to get snubbed but was very deserving of being on the team, and now that he's on the team. He was continuing to get praise from everybody. was dapping up Isaiah Thomas and and Allen Iverson. and if you looked at the Spurs Instagram and <laughs> yeah. all that background footage love to see that he's like surprisingly well known amongst the other players Jude, i don't know if you thought like for some reason in my mind he was kind of like a loner and the fact like he didn't i don't know i never pictured him hanging out with these other players but they seem to like actually know him pretty well and be like on a good you know back and forth with him i was kind of surprised to see that
1: I think just like his relationship with Jamal Crawford and then LeBron. I don't know if you know too much about that, but like even obviously Mm -hmm. you know about Jamal Crawford. But the other thing that a lot of you guys watching may not know uh, about that situation was not only was Jamal Crawford just kind of helping him – You know, being a mentor figure coming from the same rough upbringing in Seattle in the same neighborhood and just kind of knowing all the things he had to deal with. You know, Jamal helped him after, like he said today or on the Spurs Twitter, they were posting a bunch of content and he actually had a message Mm -hmm. for him talking about how he met him in sixth grade, right, and saw its potential and just trying to, you know, do his best to keep a level head on him, right, Mm and considering what he was surrounded by. And the other thing that he did was he got him in contact with LeBron. So throughout high school, DeJounte would get texts from LeBron, you know, saying, hey, stay focused, keep grinding, you can get there, et cetera. So I think that just because of that connection, like, you know, with how many people LeBron knows, how many people Jamal Crawford knows... They've probably told circles yeah. you know, in the NBA about DeJounte, therefore everybody just kind of knows who he is. And, and it seems like he makes an impression on a lot of people. Like one of the things that the announcers were saying about him, I think this actually might have been Draymond, but he was just talking about how genuine he is. Um, and so it seems like he, he kind of puts an impression on everybody he's around, which is, you know, that's, that's another thing that's really just uh, an example of how DeJounte embodies the Spurs.
0: Yeah, like he was really getting a lot of touches too. I, don't, mm-hmm. I thought like going into the game uh, because he's a spur, because he's a replacement player, or just yeah, because kind of he's a reserve. put him into the, into the side and like he barely will get any shots up. But he was like bringing the ball down the court confidently. They game giving him the ball. Like Zach Levine was like, no, I don't want it. DJ, he you called a it. play in the second yeah, half. He was like, the one, one. I was like, <laughs> wow. Like he's really running the <laughs> offense in the All Star game. Like shout out to him. He was really, you know, holding his own out there.
1: I think just for us to kind of see him surrounded by all those players and in and, and you know, this is just such a media event. Like mm-hmm. it's it's and it's the most like anti Spurs thing. To, so to see him see it see him in it. And when I say anti Spurs thing, like it is very different than like watching a Spurs game, obviously, or like any like ESPN broadcast. So to just kind of see him in this situation where it's like literally like, you know, you got the NBA 75 ceremony there, like Michael Jordan, you got George Gervin, David Robinson was there. uh, They had Timmy do the little wave. (laughs) He wasn't there, but we still got to see Timmy. Um, I think just seeing him in this environment surrounded by all these people, it like really like kind of puts the bow on like what we've learned this season about DJ like we know that he can kind of be like one of those guys on a championship team that you can build around and seeing him in this moment it just kind of like really put it into place that like okay yeah this is this is his year this is his moment and now everybody knows that he's nice mm-hmm. like yeah
0: <laughs> like we know now for certain that yeah. this is not one of those seasons that like empty stats on a bad team mm-hmm. kind of de- like he is definitely an all-star caliber player yep absolutely
1: seeing him get to play with zach levine too um mm-hmm. and seeing That's the fun. pictures that they've had This good boudet, what's up uh <laughs> timmy. He, timmy d was hilarious rr210 we appreciate you being in here He's saying go dj go um and, yeah, so any other, like, thoughts on this All-Star game? Obviously, Steph went crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I saw another tweet, and it was like DeJounte made this game more competitive by setting the tone on defense.
0: He really did, And, and it is funny. He, he did. There's there's some truth to that. Yeah. We got a lot more competitive when he came into the game for sure. Like him and Lamelo Ball, I keep bringing that guy back up, but they were like trapping the guards yep. in like the second quarter. They were quarter. trapping Steph. Yeah, they were like, nope, nope, you're not dribbling at all. We're gonna take it from you immediately, and they were stealing it in the backcourt and just like really roughing up the feathers of those veterans and and having a great time.
1: Yeah, Giannis
0: and T.J. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, you're good. I was just bringing up Boudet's comment, Giannis and DJ going at it was fun. And that was something that you mentioned earlier. And I think that's kind of encapsulates just like this whole scenario. Like what other situation are we going to get to see DeJounte Murray on national television going up against, you know, basically an isolation play because it's not mm-hmm. a normal game, so you wouldn't get to see, like, this exact scenario in a one-on-one where it's kind of like a camp drill or something. Like, it's basically an NBA camp, like, <laughs> where yeah. they're just doing free runs and you get to see a 1v1 of de- uh, in isolation of DeJounte Murray and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, that's just something that we're never going to see, and it's something that if you told us probably before the beginning of the year, we we wouldn't believe.
0: Mm. Yeah, him and Demar had a pretty good back and forth, too. Yeah. When DJ was going to, like, the free throw line, Demar like, came up to him, kind of bumped him a little bit. And DJ, several times, tried to steal the ball from Demar on, like, inbound passes. <laughs> and Demar's like, come on, man. Like, chill out. But that's always fun to see. He
1: beat him off the dribble on that one, too. Yeah, yeah he did. That was With another one. Nice
0: behind the back. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I forgot about that play. There was one that was sticking in my head because we mentioned the LaMelo lob, his pass between the legs, and then the lob to himself. Um, but yeah, overall, like our man Mansley, I don't know, says 17-5-5 is pretty damn good for an all-star game. Not what I would have expected. The third most minutes on the team overall. Um, and you just, you know, you love to see it. As a Spurs fan, this yeah. is really a great midseason present. Maybe we
0: can use this momentum, Jude, and make a playoff push. Oh, Lord, you mean the play-in push? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's called yeah play-in push. Play-in. A little more believable. Well, hey, speaking of that, that's kind you of push what... and p. Sorry, keep... <laughs> no. There you go.
1: <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's good. Now that there's probably going to be so much of that in in marketing mm. for teams. Yep. The playoff push, which is the two p emojis for all the peas and the lamb.
0: Yep. 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 <laughs>
1: Let's hope DJ yeah. is working on his recruiting skills. This is a good one because I saw a tweet today. I forget who it was, so apologies for no credit. But I saw a tweet that was DeJounte. The picture of uh, DeJounte and Zach where they were like this. yeah. And it was like your 2022-23 uh, Spurs backcourt.
0: <laughs> It'd be so fire. He's It's, not so, easy, Chicago, it's but... so
1: easy to do on 2K, but it's just not going to happen <laughs> in real life.
0: <laughs> if only 2K was real. I know, if man. If only. If only 2K was real
1: in four years, Kelton Johnson would be a 95 overall. Mm.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Averaging 30. Anyways, well, speaking of Kelton Johnson, and you all see this Devin Vassell shirt, and then also there's been some other guys that have been stepping up kind of since all of the trades have been made uh, at the trade deadline, like a Lonnie Walker, per se. I was listening to Rob's podcast, the Spurs Tube TV podcast, uh, earlier today, and he was kind of talking about how really these trades have kind of opened up our offense and opened up clear roles for the guys. And I feel like for this second half of the season, even though we're a lot way, you know, we're a lot further into the season, only 24 games left um, than just halfway, but still a lot of people consider this kind of like the halfway mark. That's just the verbiage everybody uses. Um, but that's besides the point for this second half of the year. Uh, those three guys and those kind of role guys, because as we were just talking about, we know what DeJounte is. This is kind of the solidification of it. Um, and we also know kind of what Jakob is. He's been real consistent throughout the year. Uh, but those three guys specifically, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker. Um, and as well, you can even throw Primo in there, I think, if you want to also, seeing how those guys develop and if they can get more consistent and break out a little bit. I feel like that's really the key and, and the thing that I'm fo- focused on the most uh, when it comes to the rest of this year. Ethan, what do you think kind of moving forward after the All-Star break?
0: I definitely agree with you. And another thing I noticed with after the trade deadline thing, the energy amongst those three guys is up considerably. It's like they know now that Derek White and Brent Forbes, that he's young on Drew Eubanks, all those guys are out of the rotation. It's like, okay, we have something to prove. Lonnie Walker, especially, fighting for that contract extension. This is our time to really showcase our capabilities because, like you said, DeJounte Murray is ready to go. We don't have to worry about DJ. He needs somebody every game to step up and take that Robin role and try and like emerge as that next all-star level player and hopefully it's all three of them. But at this point, we're really still searching. And from game to game, it can be somebody different. We saw Lonnie step up a couple times. Devin had a, like the first two games after the Derek White trade. He was just sensational. He's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. But hopefully he can stay consistent around that 15 to like 17 points per game mark at this point going forward. And keldon has been very consistent. Um, especially on the glass as well and from three-point range you know he's really been cooking guys offensively and defensively Um, really happy to see what he's been able to contribute i sent you that that tweet it was more like a dm not a real tweet <laughs> he reminds me more like more and more each day of charles barkley in the sense he's so explosive but he's only 6'5 and he can just tear balls away pause tear rebounds away (laughs) from the opposing team's big men so easily and the energy that he brings to our team is just so valuable because without him on the floor it'd be pretty quiet on all honesty um so i'm glad that all three of them are slowly starting to step up and hopefully one of them can emerge as that next all-star partner next to Dejounte murray
1: that's absolutely what you want um and That's the thing. I feel like Keldon definitely, since the trades, he played consistent in the few games that we saw, and it seems like he's, you know, he's somebody else that the league has given a little bit of praise. I know Draymond said earlier this year he feels like he's a future All Star, Um, Mm -hmm. and so I have a lot of confidence in him. He's also the older of well, yeah, actually Lonnie's the oldest, but he's uh, he's older than Devin Vassell, so in his third year, a little bit more under his feet, so you would kind of expect that and. With Lonnie it's just like kind of making sure that I mean for him it's like finding a place in the league too. You mm-hmm. know, even if he can't prove to the Spurs to give him the contract that he wants coming back and it may just be inevitable with Josh Primo being drafted. Um he's you know at the end of the day still proving to see if he, he can find a home somewhere else if it doesn't work out here in San Antonio because with the way that this year is gone, the way that last year went, um, and if it continues with, you know, inc- inconsistency, even though we've seen him play better since those trades have happened, if he reverts back to how he was playing before, we've even mm-hmm. seen, you know, some extra dribbles that still tend to be there um, and missing guys wide open and taking mid-range jumpers and then not making them Um But he was at the. He was in Cleveland tonight. So Lonnie's a great teammate. This is no question to Lonnie's character. If -hmm. you've watched any of his interviews, you know how smart of a guy this is. Um, You know how he's super into books. Like, this is nothing about Lonnie's character or team being a teammate or the mental side of his. Like, of who he is as a person. Now, the mental side of his game, that's a whole other question, another topic we could get into. But point is, him being consistent in the things that he does well and not trying to do too much. I think really Mm -hmm. that's the keys for Lonnie in the second half. Um, But really... It's just going to be interesting to watch, you know, all three of those guys. And I'm more focused on the thing that I was, I guess, trying to get to there was I'm more focused really on Keldon and Devin, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like I was kind of going on with that Lonnie point, it's for him. I think it's more just about staying in the league at this point than staying in San Antonio.
0: Yeah, something also to keep an eye on for Lonnie. I know we were all really hoping and praying that he'd be that next uh, Manu Ginobili role or I guess in this today's NBA, Jordan Clarkson type player. But I think we all overestimated his ability to playmake because Manu Ginobili was really a point guard with like a shooting guard skill set. Like he could pass yeah. and create for others at you know, a really, really high level. Lonnie Walker has really struggled with that. This season, especially when he's kind of having to share minutes with Derek White and DeJounte Murray and Devin Sell. It's like, who do I give the ball to? Is it my time? Do I need to pass the ball? With Lonnie, I think he excels next to Trey Jones. I know Trey was out, was it one or two games um, before the All-Star break, but he should be coming back. It wasn't anything major. Um, but next to Trey Jones, he seemed to be more comfortable in that role. Because so, Trey Jones doesn't need to score at all. Like He mm-hmm. really doesn't want to score like Lonnie Walker just moving off screens and getting open without the ball and Trey Jones finding him to me that that it made Lonnie look more confident in his ability to score the basketball to me when Lonnie's trying to take somebody off the dribble it it, it doesn't look comfortable mm-hmm. he doesn't he never looks like he thinks the ball which is, going is in. why
1: we sometimes see turnovers too where mm-hmm. he'll just lose it trying to dribble past somebody
0: and to your point, trying to do too much. Because if you give him the ball, it almost feels like he's like, I have to make every play myself every single time. And it's like, no, bro, you're good. You're a, you're a good scorer. Let Trey run the offense, and he'll give you the ball so you can, you can score then. Um, and I think that opens up everything for that bench unit. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: Definitely. Definitely. You know, that's the idea. And if he can really just be that... Kind of energizer, Bunny Rabbit. Honestly, if he can embody kind of that Patty Mills role off the bench, like obviously he's just not as natural of a shooter as him. So like that off-ball movement and him like running floppies isn't necessarily what I'm talking about, because they did that a bunch with Patty. But more just him in the fact that he's just a scorer, kind of off the bench. I think really if he can just capitalize off of his athleticism and like you were just saying, not do too much so he doesn't force turnovers or – you know get himself in a sticky situation that just stops the ball uh in regards to the offense um that's where he can really excel but i really like uh eric flores's comment here to be honest i feel like the spurs are going to be the next memphis with the whole rebuild and while maybe i'm not completely necessarily sold on everybody on the roster because i'm just kind of skeptical and i need to like see it firsthand really against like a good team to believe it um these guys are young and their potential has not been hit yet. So like yeah. moving forward, you know, we don't know what Devin Vassell is gonna look like next year. We don't know what Kelvin's gonna look like next year. We don't even know what is gonna look like next year. Cause we talked about that last episode. All of these guys can continue to take steps because they're all still so young. And so if they do continue to take those steps and there's maybe some big jumps next offseason, it could be something like a Memphis where you're looking up and you're the three seed in the West. I now I think that's a little bit Crazy to be honest, but maybe mm-hmm. you know you're looking up and you're the six, seven seed in the West midway through the year. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that would obviously you know you'd need Keldon to probably be uh, a consistent, you know, 15 plus point scorer, and that's what I was thinking about earlier today, specifically with Devin and Keldon. In order for that to happen, you're going to need both of those, those guys to probably be scoring at least 15. I want to say that Keldon is at like 16 and eight right now. Yeah. Um, so he's there, but just with him, I think the next step is maybe getting up to 20, because we've seen him have some of those games recently, um, and especially with the addition of his three-point shot, that opens up his offensive game a ton, because, I mean, think about <laughs> it, two years ago, remember we were talking about Keldon Johnson just being, really, he was just downhill, he was like a yeah. fullback in, in the NBA, you know, he'd just get the ball, go straight to the rim, and, and body people, so his growth has been insane, but... If those guys can kind of get to those type of levels, then you can actually have a conversation where you're draft building through the draft and, you know, you kind of have a breakout season similar to Memphis.
0: Yeah, I see that breakout season for us maybe in two years. I still still feel like we need one more piece. I agree. To put with these guys. Maybe we get that in the draft this year. Maybe we get that in the offseason with the free agency or maybe a big trade. Who knows? Maybe it's Josh Primo. Maybe it is. Maybe one of these guys really, really elevates beyond even our expectations, which is really what we're hoping and praying for. Right. Um, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, about Keldon Johnson, I think Keldon this off season needs to really work. As, is is prime is like his first like goal for this off season is to be to become a really good post scorer. Like I know we see flashes of it where he'll have a turnaround like fadeaway jumper. And it's like oh that looks nice, or a running hook in the paint. But physically, there's nobody really that can. Let me rephrase. <laughs> Other than like superstar caliber players, there is nobody that can physically stop him from getting to where he wants to get, like in the post. I know he's shorter, but so, like I said, so was Charles Barkley. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley might have even been shorter than Keldon Johnson, um, and Kel is not nearly as overweight and is really, really explosive. So if he can get a reliable, you know, jump hook and a a drop step and really excel at that level of the game that'll just open up everything else because his mid-range jumper isn't bad it's just nobody really is gonna i don't know it's just like we we've talked about it all year long he doesn't have enough layers so if he adds this layer to his game offensively he'll be unstoppable
1: yeah and and it's just crazy too how young he is because that's Mm -hmm. the thing that that we got to remember here and you know who knows like it, it may not you know end up turning out this way but if he can add a little bit more uh you know ball a little bit more ball handling we get yep. a little bit more crossover moves that could open up the mid-range more because we haven't really seen that as much since the beginning of the season it seemed like he had a little bit more in his bag and then it's like it's good because it feels like you know since then he's kind of moved that uh growth if you will to his three-point shot which at the end of the day is really more important um mm-hmm. when it comes to just his overall skill set and the modern NBA but you know there's just the point is like you said he can improve in the post he can still improve in isolation off the dribble and that's the crazy thing cuz he's still 22 years old mm-hmm. so it's reasonable to think that in 4 or 5 years he's a little bit better at both of those two things probably a lot better at both of those yeah. two things and if he is you know you can only imagine and it's kind of going back to uh what Draymond said you know that would be skill set wise that would look like an all-star player it sounds crazy right now but Really, at that point, you'd have a 40% shooter, somebody who can drive to the rack and pretty much out-muscle most of the people that Mm -hmm. he's driving to the rack against. And it would be someone who has post moves and can beat you off the dribble. Like That sounds like an all-star to me. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. And I really do think his his ability to score off the dribble is a little underrated, honestly, because he doesn't do it that much, like you said, since the start of the season. And I think we're going to start seeing it more... In this second half of the season, Jude, especially now that we need him to score more with Derek White being gone. Um, be on the lookout for that. I expect him to to really to really showcase what he's got in his bag. I, I wanna he's s- surprise people.
1: I wanna say maybe it wasn't the last game, maybe I'm wrong about this, but he had twenty-eight in a very <laughs> yeah. recent game after the trade. Like he stepped up and that was in a win as well. And we had seen flashes of that kind of early in the season. Um, but that's where once again this post-trade deadline you know, uh, sl- slew of games here going into the play-in potentially. Um, it's going to be really interesting because we're just going to see more and more, learn more and more, and really get to learn um, what these guys have in them, especially those three that we mentioned earlier. Um, I know we were just talking about Kelden a little bit, but maybe you want to move over uh, to Devin Vassell. What are kind of your expectations for him moving forward um, when it comes to The way that he plays and his role in the spurs
0: i think 15 to 17 points per game is a pretty reasonable goal for him Um, i think that's probably where he's about um since we traded Derek white Uh, he has the capability to be a 30 point scorer but then i think sometimes he kind of gets in his head a little bit and doesn't know where his shots are going to be and gets a little bit inconsistent here and there um at least that's what I've been gathering from post game interviews with like guys like DJ and Pop. Um, they kind of really have to get on him and tell him like, bro, "Bro, you're an extremely good scorer. Just go out there and play your game." Um, and I, so I think slowly and methodically he will kind of emerge as a as a much better three level scorer than we're giving him credit for. But short term, I think he'll just continue to be a sniper for us, play off the ball with Dejounte, and prove that he is a better backcourt partner than Derek white was to no fault of Derek white. They're just too similar of players. But so I think that this really will improve the team um, a lot, having him next to DeJounte. And then of course the defense is going to be locked down 100%. Yep.
1: Yep. And when you mentioned the Derek white comparison, first of all, shout out to Derek, man. He's doing his thing for, for the Celtics um, as we've seen in more games, but also, I mean, really you wanted Derek to kind of be that three and D guy. Right, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously he had a little bit more facilitating skill, but we saw how that didn't really mesh with the team, um, and and just the makeup of it with the way that draft picks have happened over the years. Um, but with Vassell, you know, not at the same playmaking level, but at a much higher level, shooting the ball, um, and in the mid range, too. Like -hmm. you said, I think for me, the thing, and this is also, you know, this is a long term thing, kind of how you mentioned long term versus short term. For me, like looking at Devin long term, if we can see him finish at the rack a little bit more, I think that's where we can kind of see. Um, him have a little bit of growth and really show that star potential to be a 30 point scorer like you mentioned but the best part about him is like I forget which game it was he owes oh, the Bulls game even mm-hmm. though they lost he had a bad game and they were still in it because when he's on the floor his length and that's the thing his length and athleticism that's what he has on Derek White as a defender obviously Derek's IQ and just his natural skill as a defender is you know Solid. That's why the Celtics wanted him and that's why he's making an impact for them right now since he's been traded. But... The upside that you have with Devin Vassell's length and athleticism as a defender as we've yeah. seen him, you know, and just you put your hands up in passing lanes, like him being six seven, him being three inches taller than, you know, Derek, there's just gonna be some plays that he can make that Derek couldn't on defense. You know, and that's once again, no fault of his own. That's literally just a physical skill set thing. Like <laughs> you don't you don't choose your height when you're born. So yeah. Um I really right. I know. Uh, If we did that, you know, we'd be we wouldn't be doing this podcast, or we would be doing this podcast, but we'd also be on the team. Um, Yes, correct. (laughs) Absolutely, Ethan. What position would you play?
0: If I got to choose, I would want to play center or power forward for sure. Yeah, I'd be like a like a C web. Like that's 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 my role model.
1: (laughs) I think I think I'd be Steph, but jude okay you know yeah i'd just be a sniper
0: <laughs> i'd be steph but jude that's, yeah, that's a quote <laughs> the that's best
1: sspn quote. quote that we've had I, i'd yep. be steph but jude in a Devin
0: vassell shirt mm, yeah that's dangerous i'd wear this under the jersey <laughs> <laughs> just turn it into underwear it yeah. <laughs> is. that's what i would do uh, yeah real me life and, My
1: me and devo part. would be splashing but mm. oh yeah definitely anyways <laughs> all right <laughs> That's, that's probably – I think that's got to be one of our – the best conversations that we've had that we haven't had before is what our positions would be. What would be your height and weight? I know you've got to be a center. So if you could choose. You
0: gotta uh, make the I, I want to be – oh, okay. If I'm a center – no, right. you know what? This is power forward or center. I don't even care. I'm just a, I'm just a versatile big man. I want to be 6'10", about 255. Okay. But I want to be <laughs> – this is – I want to be a, like, a, like super athletic. Okay. Because I already got the footwork down. So if I got the speed with that footwork, Jude, I'm unstoppable at the post, bro.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's really specific. I'd be thinking about that when I'm trying to sleep at night.
1: I was just, you know, I was waiting for the complete Drew Eubanks build, but you know, you're a little bigger. It seems like you're a little bit more athletic, but Oh yeah. You know, that's that's what the Spurs need. That's what they need right now. Um, Want to give a shout out to TSR being in here. Y'all go check out his channel. How about the DJ dunk? Yes, we loved it. DJ throwing a lob to himself. Couple we does. mentioned it a earlier. But him throwing a lob to himself in the All-Star game. Bro, if you told us that at the beginning of the year, I don't care if it's injury reserve. That's, that like makes this whole season worth it, honestly. Just to have like that moment in a big national media event where everybody's watching.
0: <laughs> mm. He will be back next year. Yes, yes, he will.
1: But getting back to the real life, my my player builder. Continue. Okay, yes. so I'm gonna be about 6'3", 195. three, one ninety five. I'm gonna be the reincarnation of Pete Maravich, um, mm. but Jude McLaren basically.
0: Pete McLaren.
1: Hmm. Pete McLaren. There you go. Pistol Jude. Pistol Jude.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I,
1: I'm like I'm like the the George Gervin, but like the Louisiana version.
0: I just had a really bad. Year.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know.
0: I, he's he's the Iceman. Yeah, you're the you're the white man. There you go, <laughs> white man and, McClan, and, man. and and what uh what Bill Land
1: says when I get hot from three is first of all yes I'm a top five guard of all time <laughs> I love this um but also he says instead of like what so he said good day mate with Patty they say people are heating up they're just like I don't know. Not, he has to say something with heating up gumbo or, or something like that whenever I'm I'm nine for nine.
0: Eating up gumbo,
1: <laughs> Jude. Scheister. Oh no, I'm cooking gumbo on the defense. That's what it there is. There you go. Yes.
0: Yeah, dude. TSR six, four, 195. Wow. There we, we go. We should play some pickup. TSR. Bro, he
1: doesn't even need a my player build. He can just be himself. Yeah, he's a hooper, bro. <laughs> he's a hooper. Why isn't TSR starting right now? We need him. We need <laughs> yeah, him we playing do. Lonnie's minutes. What is this? <laughs> He's a
0: sniper too. I can tell. Jude McBucket. yes.
1: Yeah. There we go. Hey, that's actually that I probably imagine me and McDermott on the floor sniping. That'd be beautiful.
0: Just no athleticism. I'm we, we we
1: gotta be like have have some sort of I don't know. I know there's all these clans. This is a completely different topic, but like okay, not. Don't look at me like that. That's not what I meant. But like the McLaren McDermott. Like there's all these Irish like old. Like you know, yeah. Scottish clans that start with that. So I feel like we've all got to be from the same place. So, to an extent,
0: are you Irish? Off topic, but are you Irish? I, a,
1: a little bit? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, McLaren I'm a little is.
0: Irish too. Yeah,
1: but I think I'm more Scottish than Irish because I want to say that's where the McLaren mm. oh, clan okay. or whatever is what it's called. Uh, yeah, gotcha. But I have a lot of different stuff on. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm a big <laughs> on my mom's side, too.
0: dude. We should totally get the Spurs tube TV people together and play a pickup game. Oh, that would be so fun. That would just to be, dominate.
1: <laughs> just to dominate. Yeah, because you're 6'10", 250. They wouldn't yeah. be able to do anything.
0: <laughs> no, no, in real life. In real life. That'd be 5'7", 145. Yeah, I know. In,
1: in real life, you're... Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 5'7", 145, and just uh, big body.
1: <laughs> I do have the Limitless Rage badge. Okay, so it's funny that they mentioned this. I'll tell a little story kind of to, to end off tonight's show. Um. So, earlier this year, at the beginning of the season, uh, f- or n- not the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the year, like the school year, in back in August, um, there was a back-to-school tournament that the San Marcos High School basketball team put on, and it was a 3v3, um, and so the San Marcos Daily Record crew, we put a team together and we went and played. They put us against freaking, you know Malik, Caden, and Javen. Who, for you guys watching this, may not know, they're ranked prospects nationally, and also all EYBL players, which is the Elite Youth Basketball League. That's the league Trey Young, um, a bunch of other people played in. So they cooked us round one. But then in other games, there was a shot, and I believe actually we were playing uh, KTSW in this, but I just shot like just as a joke. Like I told him, I was like, all right, at one point in this game, because it was at the point, like I think it was like our last game, regardless. So I was like, all right, at one point in this game, I'm going to go to half court, I'm going to dribble it back, and I'm going to say primo. And I did it and I drained it. (laughs) It was like, it was like one of the few shots, like I didn't, I didn't take many shots or I didn't make too many, but that one, that one I made and it was great because I yelled out Primo and that was like in August. That's the funniest part about that too.
0: So he hadn't even done anything <laughs> So yet.
1: I was, no, what was happening was I was channeling what was going to happen, which is why we've seen it this year. You're an Oracle. Yes. For the Spurs. Or a prophet. Both. Mm.
0: So you're Ethan. Jewish?
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, I mean my name. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Ethan, Ethan is large, bro. Very large. Yes. He'll <laughs> land
1: top of the morning to you. <laughs>
0: Ethan uh, is what you call underwhelming.
1: <clears throat> ooh. Okay. All right. Let's see what RR210's lineup is. Jude PG Rich Shorty Guard SF for Ethan Power Forward and me Center. Okay.
0: Okay, I love it. That's <laughs> Ethan, power forward. <laughs> I do got footwork. I'm not lying. Hey, you said you were. You said you were versatile. I am a versatile big. There you go. There you go. I'm C right. Web, bro, or Boris Dio.
1: <laughs> DJ and Devin have almost a 14 inch wingspan combined with high defensive EQ. I think it's feet. Or yeah, 14 feet. Oh wow.
0: 14 inch.
1: Yeah. 14. Yeah. Okay, you're probably right. I'm thinking of like UFC terms. I don't know. Anyways, because they do, like, the reach. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, 14 feet of wingspan combined with high defensive IQ equals more wins. I That was kind of what I was getting at where it's, like, and you kind of mentioned and hinted at this where it's not Derek's fault. It's just, like, we drafted he is. Vassell. He's 6'7". Yep. You know. It's, like, the meme. Have you ever seen that? I forget. It's the uh, – I don't know what the animal is, but it's the one where it's, like, this – I don't know. No, I'm not doing. That didn't work very well. It's a chinchilla. I think it's a chinchilla. Wait. This this
0: is interesting podcasting right here.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's not a chinchilla. I don't know. But it's like this white animal. (laughs) I don't. I have to. Now I feel like I have to pull up a picture of this because this is this is a normal meme. Okay. No. Before we end the show, I'm going to prove this because I'm not crazy. I have to show what I'm talking about here. Okay. Wait. Shoot. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. Okay. So, or I'm not
0: yet. Yes, I'm true.
1: We're not, we're not talking about too much here. So let me see. The Spurs are going to finish off the rodeo road trip. They got Washington this Friday and then they have a back-to-back uh this weekend as well against Miami. And then they'll go play Memphis. I know we've talked about these before, but while I pull up this picture to show what I was talking about, what do you think of those three
0: games, Ethan, to finish off the rodeo road trip? I think the Wizards is a very winnable game because they traded away Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Beal is hurt, so they're really going to be relying on... And they traded away Montrezl Harrell, too. So really, they just got Kyle Kuzma, and I don't even know if Chris Stapp's Porzingis will be playing yet, but either way, even if he is playing, the chemistry won't be there quite yet, so that is definitely a winnable game for our young guns. Um, Against the Heat, there is no way. I don't think we can win that game. Uh. Never I don't know seen what it. that is, dude. yeah. But I've that's what I was talking before. about. It,
1: yeah. That's a that's a <laughs> gif. It's just like this animal, and he's just like holding his hands, and it's like there's nothing you can do. So that's that's how I felt about Derek White.
0: Mm. Yes, as a, an apt meme for that moment. There we Thank go you for pulling it up.
1: I was waiting for that chinchilla. Yes, I
0: wasn't alone. Mark knew.
1: <laughs> Okay, here's actually a, a better way. I know I feel like I've said we're gonna end this a couple times, but this is actually probably the best way to end it. Um, South Tex, our man here, appreciate you being in here. We will make the plans, and actually it might be a type of monkey. Yeah, I, I looked up chinchilla. It looked different. I don't know, but point is, that's what it was. Um, but the plan that's really at this point, you know, what the Spurs are fighting for. Um, there's a lot of conversation on whether or not that's the best thing overall for the team and the organization moving forward. But regardless, um, they're going to try to win games. And as of right now, if the standings would
0: pull up for me. The Blazers and the Lakers are right above us at 10 and 9. We're at 11. (sighs) The Blazers are playing really well for some weird reason, which really makes me mad. So
1: two games (laughs) back from the Blazers, but there's still a chance for them to potentially fall apart they're hot right now but still no dame for the rest of
0: the year or cj right yeah they should fall apart i don't know anthony simons is playing crazy basketball
1: but anthony simons is nice that's the crazy thing like he's actually really good and it josh hart's balling too oh lord well point is it's not at least there's no dame like that makes it more realistic but you're basically just going to be fighting the blazers um for potentially you'll fight the Pelicans a little bit too and the Kings, but I feel as like bad as
0: the Lakers have been, I don't think they're going to drop out of the plan. I don't, I don't no. see LeBron letting that happen. No. <laughs> or, or the what? NBA is AD out again. Uh, he he's not, it's not getting surgery. The x-rays came back negative, but he is hurt for a little bit, but okay. it's not as serious as people, but
1: think. he's going to be, he's going to be fine for the playoffs. Yeah, I, believe so. I believe yeah. so. I believe so. Yeah. So it basically that 10 spot. Um, Ethan, this is kind of another conversation I've been hearing. What are your thoughts on? Well, one, do you think it's going to happen in the plan? And then two, if we don't make the plan, what's better? So, because our, our man, South Tech, Tech says we're going to make it. Um, but also, like, what do you think is the better situation overall? Getting potentially playoff slash play in experience or getting a you know top ten pick.
0: Here's where I am, Jude. I really want to make the play in because I really like our team and I'm never a tank kind of guy. That's just not me. I want to be competitive. I want to win as many games as we possibly can. And I understand the appeal of getting a really high pick. And I'm not against it either. But in in my eyes if it's in unless you're guaranteed to be like 13 14 or 15th seed if you're if you're 12 that's gonna piss me off because I would rather be 10 than 12 because that's not the difference there as like as far as what pick you're gonna get to me isn't that like life or death you know what yeah. I mean yeah like if, if it was like top five pick or being the play and it's like okay top five pick but if it's like Tw- number ten versus number fourteen pick. I mean, give me fourteen pick. Like honestly, I don't. It doesn't matter to me that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Same here, South Tex. We got Vassell at number twelve, right? Yep, and we got Primo at uh, thirteen. Or was it the opposite? 13. I think Primo was Primo was twelve. Vassell was eleven. I think. Yeah, I don't or it know. Or could have been the opposite. To we be honest, months.
1: they're around there. That's the point. And both yeah. of those dudes are dudes. So yes. You know, y'all are kind of convincing me a little bit there. I was really kind of a little bit more on like the I mean, I'm not, you know, you can't tank like Pop said in the most recent press conference, but I was a little bit more on the kind of the side of like, you know, I want that top 10 pick, but the more that I think about it, I don't think that we're going to fall down to the Rockets or the Thunder. I just don't think that that's going to happen just talent-wise. Um so I'm kind of with you, you know. I'm because we're going to get around that like it's not it's kind of inconsequential at that point whenever it comes to draft picks. And the other thing is too, if we really want to move up, we've got two other picks this year that we can package. Yeah. So we could exactly. package all three picks and move up like if we wanted to. So yeah, I'm with it. Let's try to make this play in. It's going to be tough. Honestly, if I if you had to put a gun in my head right now, I would say no, the Spurs will not make the play in. But I'm glad that south Texas has some belief because we need it and i think that they definitely can like there is a chance that they make the plan but laud like you said the blazers are hot and i forget about Anthony simons because i've known he's been nice for a while and now he's really getting unleashed
0: Mm he i remember everybody was talking about Anthony simons and lonnie walker possibly getting like swapped for one another if only that had actually happened because at the time of those rumors, we were like, no, bro, Lonnie's like way better than Anthony Simon's. Like, why would anyone do that? And it's like, uh, maybe not.
1: Yeah. But this is why you can't you can't want to tank because it leads to a losing exactly. mentality. Um, that is a, a great point there. And Boudet says we might tank after Pop breaks the record. And hey, that's the other thing that we didn't mention, too. At the end of the day, uh, I don't want to jinx anything. So you're hearing me knock on wood right now. But look, it looks like the Spurs are going to get there. And at the end of the day, that's what we wanted this season was for Pop to break the record because Mm -hmm. even though we probably expect him to just play out his contract or, excuse me, coach out his contract, um, you still just never know. And so to guarantee that he will have that record when he retires um, would be awesome. And I think that they can do that. And here's TSR. So Vassell was at 11 and Primo was at 12. I was right. Affirming that. Um, but I think Ethan, I think you might've made this point. Uh, and Mark says it also, no matter how high their draft pick is, the Spurs will draft someone we don't expect. And I couldn't agree more with that. I couldn't agree more with that. Ethan, any final thoughts on DJ in the
0: all-star game and the second half of the year? He balled out. Congratulations to him. Very much deserving. He will be back next year for sure. Um, and I think that this momentum will just carry over to the second half of the season. And I think we have a very good shot at making that play in tournament.
1: Absolutely. I'm right with you. Well, thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode. To stay updated on everything SSPN, you can go to at Ethan underscore Quintero and at Jude McLaren on Twitter as they're read right here below. And then... Um, If you also want to watch today's show or excuse me, want to listen to today's show, maybe on your car ride or you just don't have the time to watch it here on YouTube or you're just popping in, want to catch the rest of it. You can check out our podcast feeds on Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, anywhere you want to get your podcast and you can go ahead and rate and review our episodes there. Give us five stars. That helps us out over on the podcast platforms as well. And then if you want to get some merch um, and check out some other stuff, a little bit of a hub for our content that we're on, you can go to SpursTubeTV.com um, and you can get some SSPN merch there if you'd like. We had a order recently, another one. So I want to say thank you guys so much. Um, I think now that I'm saying this, I might've mentioned that on the last episode, but still, we appreciate it always. So once again, thank y'all for watching and we'll catch y'all in the next one.